And welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. This is your girl, you know, Fabulous Frida. Always your host, here to bring you the most on WDGS on your podcast station. And I tell you today, 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 I'm still processing that spirit of solitude Have you ever just found yourself in this aura in your spirit where the Lord keeps ministering to you and say, be still and be quiet? Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Sometime in this time and season, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, there is a time and season for everything that is under the heavens. And so every day, You may go through some diversities that differs from the day before. Or you may go through some things that are similar. But one thing is definitely for certain. In every single day, one thing is for certain that it's a new day. Every day you are awakened is a new day. And for every new day, there is a new mercy from God. I want to share with you because I'm back. I'm at the table and I have my morning tea. And, you know, as I've been going through my 40-day journey with Jesus, you know, I found my little book, you know, I mentioned yesterday with my notes And when I found my little book, it says, February the 27th, 2019. I'm on a 40-day wilderness journey with Jesus. And then I list five things, five things that I want to encounter in this 40-day journey. And I also footnoted the scripture, Matthew chapter 25, verse 35 through 45. Pin that. But in these five things, the number one thing I said I wanted to schedule to feed the homeless. Number two, I want to visit the nursing home. Number three attend some type of prison ministry in some way, written or physically. Number four, I want to witness to the strangers and give them clothes. And number five, I wanted to pass out beverages in the park to the homeless people. Now listen to me. I wanted to share that because sometimes people don't know what's inside of you unless you release it out of you. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Let me repeat that. Sometimes people don't know what's inside of you unless you release it up out of you. And I know sometimes people listen to my podcast and they may get perplexed with some of the things that I say. But I want to say to you as I release what's in me up out of me. I have a I have a real big desire. And I've had this desire 
as far back as I can remember that I have a brain. And one of the most important things I've always desired is for people to get along. It's three things my heart has always desired. For people to love, for people to forgive, and for people to be saved. I I have. As far back as my brain can retain to remember hearing about God. You know, I shared with somebody, I remember my Sunday school teacher. Actually, she's still living. Her name was Jean Oliver. And she used to teach the little children in the class back there where we used to get dressed. Well, where, where the big people got dressed to put on their robes. It was, it was, they used that little space back there. Well, it was a nice size space. I ain't going to say little space. You know, it was a nice size space, but that's where the children's church was. And they would rotate different teachers but I remember sometimes she would teach us. Sometimes her grandmother, Miss Carolyn, would teach us. It just all depends, I guess, who was available at First Baptist particular mornings. But one thing I remember from Sunday school, this is why. I know a lot of churches have gotten away from Sunday school. But you can at least, most churches, if they don't have Sunday school, they do have children's church. But so much of my foundation of solidifying me to have that solid rock, so much of my foundation where a lot of people get shaken, I'm not shaken. And then you got some folk, now they went to church, but they didn't absorb it. They didn't get it, and they didn't grab it. Because my auntie told me she did, and we lived in the same house. Go figure. But for me, and and, and this is why I must express from the from the inside to release to the outside. I never could understand anything that didn't make sense to me. So I felt if you go to church, you go to church to learn of God. So it didn't make sense to me to go and not try to glean. In the same way, when you go to school, when you go to regular school, you go to school to learn. So it didn't make sense for me if I'm going to keep going to school and not try to go for a reason. If you go to work, you go to earn money. And so when you get to your job, you want to give your best performance to get your best pay. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed what I'm trying to say. The, the, The method in the message is this. Why would you invest into anything if you ain't getting nothing out of it? I'm just saying hello. So stuff that didn't make sense, like with me, it didn't make sense to play with baby dolls. I'm just saying. When the first doll that I got, my, I remember my dad had brought it to me. She was about tall as me. And I was like around four years old. I hadn't started school. So I knew I was about four years old. And she was a beautiful doll. African-American with long hair, straight jet black like an Indian with a bang with a blue and white dress and if you lift her arm up her leg would move and that's all she would do though she didn't talk but when I first saw the doll you know what I thought wow I got a playmate because like I said she stood just as tall as me it was a tall doll beautiful but I soon realized that she couldn't do nothing without me 
I, I, I'm just saying. And some things I could do, she still couldn't do. Like, she couldn't move her arm unless I moved it for her. She couldn't move her legs without her arm being moved. She couldn't talk to me. She couldn't even see me. So I found out at four years old that the logic of a dog just didn't make no sense to me. I'm trying to figure out what the purpose of them. Because, you know, other kids used to play with them. And I thought I wanted one. And I guess my grandmother told my dad, because that's the first time I ever saw him. He came for Christmas, and that's what he brought me. But I used to see other kids, with, and they call their dogs, they babies, and baby dolls. and They just didn't make sense to me, though. And I never knew that until I got one of my own. So from a young age, a lot of things that didn't make sense. Oh, God, help me today. I didn't continue to invest in it. I didn't engage in it. So it never made sense to me why people go to church. Oh, God, help me today. And don't change their wicked ways. It just didn't make sense to me. Because that wasn't what church was for. Church was to help heal people. Church was designed to help deliver people. You don't hear me. Now, I say church. When the church was established by Jesus, oh, God, help me today. It was for the healing. He went in the house to heal. I don't think nobody heard me. Let me repeat that. He went in the house to heal. And so, and so, and so when that first church was established, it was established for healing. And, 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 and just like a hospital, and just like a doctor, that's why I got some vexations in my spirit by several things. Because if I go to a doctor and you ain't helping me, oh God, help me today. I, I, I'm not going to keep exerting my energy to make no appointment to come back. You got to tell me something to make it make sense. Because otherwise you just making money from doing nothing. I'm just saying. And the same with some of the church houses for healing. Some people just passing out money, but they ain't being healed. So listen to me today. This is the real thing I want to say. I'm back to the table with my tea. To the table with my tea. And so God instructed me to open up the same book I read from from the last podcast. And this, 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 what I wrote, the topic is Tomorrow's World. And sometimes when the Holy Spirit leads me to do things, listen to me, y'all, and let me enlighten you. It may not always connect with you. You may can't get it in the moment, but you know it's a leading of the Holy Spirit. And one of the most blessed things you can do for your life is be led by the Holy Spirit. If you led by your flesh and your feelings, I'm telling y'all, you're going to mess up every time. You're going to be detached from people that's a blessing. You're going to lose out. You're going to block your blessings. I'm telling you, listen, You and you don't have to take what I say. You do as you choose because you're good and you're grown. But I'm just trying to tell you things. Just like sometimes I say things I know people don't understand. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you what helped me get to the strength that I have. The truth. The truth helped me grow. The truth helped me become wise. The truth helped me stop making the same wrong decisions. The truth. 
And that's why I'm telling you, people told me all kinds of truth when I was growing up. Did I always want to embrace them? Absolutely not. But when I got to myself, with myself, in that still quiet, God would always confirm. And this is what God would always say to me. Well, Alfreda, are they lying? And I said, God, I know they're not lying, but God said, uh-uh-uh, stop right there. And no buts. And so then, I don't know, it would always be some strange encounters. Listen to me, y'all got to grab this. So then it's like God would allow ministering angels to encamp around me. And, and, and they would begin to just minister to me. And they would show me things, scenarios, like a motion picture. I'm telling you. So then this is what I wrote on January the 1st, 2012. No, let me, let, that's backwards. Let me go to what God led me to go to first. January the 1st, 2011. This the year before that. And what I wrote, God gave me a revelation this year. January the 1st, 2011. He gave me a revelation and said he is going to reveal to many people, starting in the household of faith, three things. Number one, an exposure of sin. And put it on the housetop. Number two. He's going to release many people from the wrong jobs. From the wrong people. And the wrong things that are not divinely ordered. Now that's a whole nother teaching. But when you get the concept. Some things they're not divinely ordered. They demonically ordered. The devil brought it to you. I'm just saying. It's not divine. And so if you stew in it, then the devil will block your blessings. Number three. Restore to those that exercise a true walk. And extend a release of growth for the harvest that's planted. God is going to extend a release and growth for the harvest that's planted. And then underneath that, I got three three things. I made it simplified. Number one, reveal sin. Number two, release from Things that are not divinely ordered. And number three, restore what was lost or what you gave out for his name's sake. Listen to me. I count it not strange or a coincidence for God to bring me back to this today and share it with you because we're in the same dispensation of time and what this year is. 2014. So we're in 13 years later. And sometimes, you know, people got this taboo that they attach to number 13 or, or. But let me tell you, it's not. 
Because number one is the greatest divine number. That's the holy, almighty number one. And three is the trinity. It's all in how you look at it. And if you add it up, one plus three equals four. And the divine number of four is truly awesome. So don't allow superstition to discredit something that's spiritually, divinely profound. I count it not strange exactly 13 years later, almost in the same time frame that God had me to go get this. Now, then I want to read to you what God gave me on February the 14th, 2011. Now, listen, I gave you January 2011. Now, I'm going to give you February the 14th, 2011. And it says, let the strong bear the infirmities of the weak. Unclean spirits recognize the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 4, verse 34. Now, when I was writing this, listen to me, you got to grab this. The Lord instructed me to note where is located what I was writing. And this is when, I, I, I'm telling you, back in the days, I used to memorize scriptures. But I memorized them for the wrong reason. Y'all done heard my testimony. I tell you how God told me to delete them. But then when the Holy Spirit bring them back to my remembrance, then I can call those things up like that. So in my writing, I'm writing Luke 4.34. Then everybody married. God did not join together. Mark 10 and 9. Every preacher is not anointed to preach. Luke 4 and 16. Every prophecy given is not of God. 1 John 4, 1 through 6. Every foot soldier for the Lord, and this, I know this is not good English, but this is the way I wrote it, ain't no saint. 1 John 2, 26 and 27. Every mouth that called on Christ ain't no Christian. Mm. And everyone that cried, Lord, Lord, would not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Call upon the name of the Lord and cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5 and 7. Take your burdens to the Lord. Ask and it shall be given. Matthew 7 and 18. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. All of that. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. All them right there that I wrote, I put a little arrow to group them together. Walk in the spirit that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5, 16 through 26. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Ephesians 3 and 20. All things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. 
Philippians 4 and 13. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, I ain't wrote all that. I just put it on the short form. Blessed is the man that dot, dot, dot. And all things work together, dot, dot, dot. But I know what the rest of it say, so I'm going to go ahead on and quote Special Psalms 1 because that's one of my favorite chapters. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight shall be in the law of the Lord. Call upon the Lord and be saved, Romans 10 and 13. If you sick, call upon the elders, James 5, 14 through 16. Listen, when I wrote this, for whatever reason, God is having me to release it today. I hope you making notes. Because it's important to understand this. Because sometimes, see, when I give a message and I say these things, I don't follow up with a scripture. So you think I may just be, which I do be, freestyling. But if I say unclean spirits, they they recognize. See, they know people who, who hold it and who not, whether they want to act like it or not. Oh, God, help me today. I, I know that I've said everybody married, God ain't joined them together. Some people just join themselves together and they did not consult God. But if you want scripture, that's Mark 10 and 9. It said what God has joined together. Oh, God help me today. So that means God ain't joined everybody if you didn't consult with God. Every preacher is not anointed to preach. I'm just saying. Read it. Luke 4 and 16. Because you have to have an anointing that rests upon your life. When Jesus went into the synagogues and he opened the book and it was written for him to read. The spirit of the Lord. You don't get this. See, when I be talking, I don't always give scripture. But when I saw this, the spirit said, now give it back to people and give them some scripture because you already got them written. Oh, God, help me today. But Jesus said in order for him to preach under the anointing, he said the spirit of the Lord had to rest upon him. And the spirit of the Lord don't rest upon everybody. That's why everybody not preaching under the anointing. Everybody that cry, Lord, Lord, is not going to be saved. I gave you that. First John. First John chapter 2. 26 through 27. Matthew chapter 7, 21 through 23. That everybody cry, Lord, Lord, will not enter into the kingdom. Everybody that say they're a Christian, they ain't no saint. Everybody that cry, Lord, Lord, they, they ain't gonna make it in. But listen to me. My greatest concern for everybody, and I know everybody may not like my truths. They and, and, and let me change that. Everybody may not like their truth. Because if I speak a truth, it's already a truth. I ain't make it the truth. I'm just quoting. And I hope people get that. I didn't make nothing the truth of what I say. The person who conduct and character matches what I'm saying is who made it true. Hello. I hope somebody grabbed that. This is where people have to own their own truth and take an accountability to what they know is true. And if you don't know something true, like my grandmothers used to say, keep living. 
Because God can reveal some things to people by and by. But before he reveal it to them, listen, they can have it all twisted up. And they can leave a whole years and decades of breadcrumbs that they dropped on people in error, in wrongness. And you know what's going to the place now? That's why I'm telling you, God revealing things. He's putting them people on the housetop. He having them people to be exposed. There's a time and season for everything under the sun. There's been people that been walking in them spirits for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, some of them 60 years. And they have never been exposed. And the reason that God exposing people, listen, he's not exposing people to make them look bad and feel bad. He exposing people for them to get it right. Because time is winding up. I'm just saying, it is time to get it right. And the greatest way to get anything right is confess your faults. And God is faithful and just to forgive us. I can't listen to me. It's so important for people to own their own truth. Whatever we do, if we jacked up, messed up, tore up from the flow of them, our faults. And unless we learn to confess our faults, let me tell you, this is the last thing I want to read. What I started at initially, I was going to read. But then I realized I needed to read in order. January. When I say tomorrow's world, January the 1st in 2012, I wrote infinite spirit of God. Don't let me miss a trick. As I begin the day with right words and words of truth, for thy will will be done. On this earth as it is in heaven. Today is a day of completion. I give thanks for this perfect day. I give thanks that miracles shall follow me. Miracle signs and wonders shall never cease from flowing over my life. I look with wonder. At that which is before me, your presence and your power. If I have, and as I have, any failures and faults, I ask that you baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Oh God, thank you Jesus. And that I be converted from any faults and failures into success. Success in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Embracing there is only one power and every human being. Success is subject unto that highest power. So Father, be with me in each and every season. And let your power guide me to know every human being. Y'all got to get this last part. Every human being that's connected to me is a golden link in my chain for success.
And if they are not, as I asked in the beginning, don't let me miss a trick as I begin this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Now that's from January the 1st, 2020. I was led by the Spirit to share things because podcast was a popular. I, I hadn't even heard of a podcast back in 2012. I started my podcast in 2019, and that's when I first heard of it. So the things that God lead me to say along my way, I had to just pull up some things so people would, I'm not on no bandwagon trying to impress people. This is not something that's new to me. And I can go back as far back to the 80s, things that I was writing. And I pull out some other. This journal just happened to be on the top because I was looking for something that I recently wrote back in November. So I was trying to find exactly what I wrote it in. So it was among the top. But I got some go back to the 80s, to the 90s. I'm just saying. But this is the thing. Having a relationship with God is what I want to express to you. When you make note, when you write down things, you know, I came across something, even a letter that one of my children had wrote to God at three o'clock in the morning. And I found it interesting because, see, God, when he ministers to you, and at that time they wrote this, they was a teenager. I know for a fact they was a teenager. I think they was in 11th or 12th grade. But this is the thing. God ministered his spirit to people. And it's not indicative to an age, a class, a culture, a, 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 a status quo. You just have to know and recognize when the spirit of God because, see, this is the thing. In this season, and this is, I'm telling y'all, from the beginning of this season, and it's not just me. There are other people in ministry that can bear witness to what I'm saying. Those three things that I talked about, that I wrote about 13 years ago. See, the devil, is, is, is if he can distract you, and the way the devil come to distract you generally is through your faults. He going to come through you, your mind or somebody else's words in your mind or something somebody did. I'm saying this is what he do. But God does the same thing. God changes people and keep people focused through their thoughts. That's why the scripture said. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's why the scripture said, as a man thinketh, so is he. And so, as you think, listen to me. Y'all got to grab this. And that's one of my favorite scriptures. That's Proverbs 23 and 7. For as a man thinketh, it say, in his heart. Isn't that amazing? It don't say in his mind. It say, in his heart. 
Because like I tell people, you got to feel a thing before you speak a thing. That's why Jesus was teaching them. And he said, listen, if you caught up in your feelings because your heart is far from God, your heart is too toxic and tainted. So whatever he said, out of the abundance of your heart is why your mouth speak. Hello. So that means if your mouth say stuff, that's where your heart is. So when you got people, they can't wait to come and tell you stuff to hurt your heart. They already know what's going to hurt your heart. Now, some people tell you stuff that's the truth because they feel like you need to straighten up. I'm just saying. That's why I say we, we, we got we back to the truth. But when people tell you lies, or when people tell you stuff just because they feel in some type of way. See, they ain't telling you for your good. They telling you because, you, you know how people say, when one person become your enemy, they, they try to go around and make everybody else your enemy. That's them people God is exposing and revealing. All I know is this. God is talking to some people. And it and it will behoove any people to listen to God instead of them other voices. To listen to God even over your own voice. How do you know the voice of God? Just like I, when I was writing everything that the Holy Spirit guided me to write, there was a scripture that matched it. Isn't that amazing? And as I was writing, I was like, because sometimes people talk to me. And I could tell you when I listen to them, if I hear something, that's a scripture for that. But see, it's time to praise the Lord for this day and every day. That he allowed us to have life. That he allowed us to have healing to our bones. That he allowed us to have our right mind. Now is not the time to hold that stuff in your heart as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's time to cast down wicked imaginations and everything, listen, everything that will exalt it itself above the word of God. And so what is wicked imaginations? That's 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Imaginations are them things you sit down and you allow yourself to keep thinking about. And then when when you go on into that scripture, it's a cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the word of God. So what are you allowing to exalt itself against the word of God in your life? Because God's words say forgive. God's words say love. God's words say what Jesus came for. The anointing to rest upon his life. He said that the most important thing, God so loved the world that he gave. And in order for him to give his only begotten son, he had to love to forgive. Even God had to forgive us as human beings. To love us. God had to forgive human beings. Because he could have destroyed everybody. Like he did in the day of Noah. But he decided not to. He could have destroyed everybody with fire. But instead of, he said, okay, I'm not going to send the rapture right yet. Instead, I'm going to send my only begotten son. And I'm going to see if he walked in this flesh, if it's going to be a challenge for him. Is it going to be hard for him? To forgive people that going to mistreat him. 
See, neither thing. Jesus didn't, they, they didn't take Jesus' life. He gave it up to do the will of his father. When he was in the garden, oh God, help me today. He asked God to remove this bitter cup. He let God know this is a bitter cup right here. I got to drink this cup. I got to die from my flesh and my bones in my body to save a bunch of sinners. That's a bitter cup. He said, but you know what? Not my will, but thy will be done. I ain't giving y'all scripture on that. Google search it. But I'm telling you, it's in the Bible. So Jesus knew that it wasn't an easy thing to do. And it's not easy forgiving people who wrongfully persecute you. It's not easy forgiving people who say all manner of evil against you. It's not easy to, to bless those instead of those who curse you. Bless them. I know it's not easy. That's why you got to get to a place to pick your side. Are you going to serve God? You going to serve the devil? Are you going to serve mammon? And that's your own feelings and your flesh. And, I, and I'm telling y'all, for some odd reason, I, I, I know y'all done heard it till it sound like a broke record. But I'm telling you, a lot of people going to miss heaven and go to hell because they honor their feelings. Their feelings have truly became their God. Because their feelings tell them, I got a right to mistreat somebody. Their feelings tell them, I got a right to talk to somebody the way I do. If I want to cuss them out, I can cuss them out. If I want to throw them under the bus and roll over them, I can do that. And then some people have had a nerve after they do that to call and ask you for your time or, or your dime. I'm just saying, hello. Make it match and make it make sense. But this is the thing. The more people allow their feelings to become their God, the more you're going to find yourself getting to a reprobated state of living. And the saddest part about a reprobated state I pray for nobody to get there. Because if you ever get there, the only person that can save you from that state is God. Because God said that's when people keep following after their own vile affections, their own feelings, their own flesh, which war against the flesh and the spirit. They enemy to one another. That's scripture. They're enemies. So it, the Bible says, so if you are in the flesh, you cannot please God. So everything your flesh, which is your feelings, instruct you to do, that goes against the grain of God, you have made God, spirit, your enemy. I'm just saying, it's scripture. Hello. And I, in order to get to that place, to not have a reprobated mind, you can't fall out with nobody. Now, it's okay if you want to detach yourself. But then, even if you get angry, the Bible said, don't sin. And what is a sin? The Bible said, those who know to do good and does not, it is a sin. So, on that note, let a man examine his own ways. Now, I give you the scripture on that. <laughs> Because that's some of the things I used to sit down and do. 
You got to examine yourself. That's Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. It said, examine yourself. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own self. Know ye not that your own self, how that Jesus Christ is in you? I don't think y'all got that. That's why when you say you've been bought with a price, you ain't no longer yourself. If the mind of Christ is in you, you're not going to do what your flesh and feelings instruct you to do. I had somebody to tell me they got a right to honor their feelings. And I ain't spoke with them since then. Because, see, I saw then something I heard. You know, you can hear it in people's voice. And I realized then that the state that that person, because listen, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's you human beings feel. But when you think you got a right to honor your feelings and your feelings tell you to be disrespectful, that ain't right. I'm just saying. And it's not godly. And it's not of God. I just read it to you. Go read it for yourself. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. So you know what God said right then to me? He said, let that go. If they don't reach out to you, leave that alone. Because you ain't got time for nobody right now with what you got to do. See, this is the thing. When you get in purpose, it ain't personal. Oh, God, help me today. Let me repeat that. When you get in purpose, it ain't never personal. So I ain't got time to babysit nobody who have made their mind up to let their feelings become their God. So I got to move forward in my purpose. And my purpose is to make sure that I share what the Spirit has anointed me to say. And again, that's for some people to examine their ways. And hopefully, as I wish for everybody, and when I say I wish, I mean I wish this. I wish above all things that all people will be saved. I don't want nobody to die and go to hell, myself included. So what I got to do to keep the blood off my hands, because you don't even understand, when you get to a level in, 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 in the instructions of the Holy Spirit, if you don't tell people the truth, the, the, what it means when the blood is on your hand, you know what that means? That's, um, that's in Ezekiel. I think it's Ezekiel chapter 3. When the blood is on your hand, that means you might die and end up in hell because of what you didn't tell somebody else. They need to straighten out. I'm just saying. Listen to me. Let me repeat that. When the blood is on your hand and you don't tell people what God instructs you to tell them, that means you might leave here and end up in hell. And I want to repeat this off the top of my head. I, I can't tell you what, what exactly what verse, but I definitely know it's in Ezekiel chapter 3. Because God had given Ezekiel instructions. And he told Ezekiel to go and tell some folks the truth because they need to hear it so they can correct themselves. See, people take this stuff out of context. Somebody telling you the truth is not to make you feel bad or sad. 
in it, well, let me put it this way. Some people do. But a person who is in, in righteous movement, a person who is anointed to tell you the truth because God instructed them, they're telling you to keep the blood off their hand. And some people don't know this. And I'm not trying to go to hell because I didn't give somebody insight to see that what you looking at, you you looking in the wrong sight. Because see, the Bible said they have eyes to see, but they can't see. They have ears to hear, but they can't hear. And except somebody that's anointed is sent to tell them, they'll be stuck like a duck. That out of water and want some water. I'm just saying, hello. So when you look at Ezekiel chapter 3, that's what God, and he told Ezekiel, he said, and listen, when I send you to go talk to these stiff-necked, hard-hearted people, they ain't going to even change. Oh, God, help me today. Woo! He said, but you got to tell them the truth about themselves. And don't you worry about what they looking like, the countenance on their face. Don't worry about how they going to treat you afterwards and stop speaking to you. Don't worry about none of that. Because if you don't tell these people, because you going to come before me on judgment day. And for all the people you didn't warn that I gave you instructions to warn, they blood going to be on your hand. And so when they end up in hell... It, it, then you had an assignment. Oh, God, help me today. See, see, I saw a page in my book, and I'm going to come back to that right quick. And it said, is it an achievement or an assignment? I said, mm, that's good. This another book, not the one I've been reading. I was reading another one because I went through a couple of them yesterday. And I said, an assignment or an achievement? Because you got so many people trying to achieve things and they miss their assignment because they too big on trying to impress folk trying to achieve something. But you got an assignment instead of an achievement. And they want all these awards and recognition and they ain't even completed the assignment. Oh God, help me today. That's a whole nother teaching. But listen to me. The most important thing I want you to take away from all of what I said today is that I love people. I do. I can't think of a person in this world that my heart don't have love and compassion for. Whether I deal with them or not. And I have an assignment. And I'm not here for an accomplishment, but an assignment. And in my assignment, the only accomplishment that will bring me the greatest joy is that when the day that I die, God will receive me in the kingdom and say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I have had some hard tasks and some hard assignments. And sometimes you have to tell the truth to people that you even love. And hope and pray that they're not stiff-necked and hard-hearted people. But as Jesus Talk to many people on his journey. That's why I'm on this 40-day journey with Jesus. Jesus told people so much truth. Do y'all know what? They, they end up calling him the devil. That's just how twisted they were. And even when Jesus broke it down to him, he said, how, how am I helping people to get to heaven if I'm the devil. The devil, he divide people. They go to hell. 
He tell them things. He let them. He let them be a liar. He let them run away from what truth they need to face according to the word of God. He said, so if anybody, y'all the devil, I'm just saying. He said, because y'all the ones that's telling lies. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to you. And so he said, as long as you lie to you and, and, and try to make yourself look like something that you not. He was talking to some church folks and on top of that. Hello. Them folks that I read about that go to church that, that, that ain't Christians. He said, so y'all the ones. Y'all lying to you. You're lying to you. And as long as you lie to you, guess what? The devil is your father. And when you wanna when you want something, then that's who father you need to call on. Call on your father the devil. And if I'm not mistaken, so y'all can I heard the spirit say, give him some 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 Bible reference. That's in Luke chapter six. I don't know the exact verse it started, but that's Luke chapter six. Look it up. And this is what time it is, people. There ain't no more time for holding and harboring. But listen, the choice is yours. Because the word of God has taught me a long time ago. And when I read Ezekiel chapter 3, that's when I realized I didn't want to be doing what I'm doing now. When God gave me that assignment and told me that, I'm going to tell y'all, that was in that was in September of 1985. And when I read that assignment, I was scared to go to sleep. I ain't going to tell no lie. And God said, this is your assignment. I said, I don't want that. I can't, I can't tell people what you instructed me to do without them getting upset and angry with me. So I ran like Jonah for many years until a lady called me out. She came to my job, never seen her before and never seen her since. And she was traveling. I mean, a fine apparel, brand new jag business owner, home owner, and she said she didn't know why she came there. Because she didn't need no apartment. She owned her own home. She lived in Florida. She was traveling to Atlanta. And before she left, because she couldn't put the connection, she got in her car. She gave me her business, you know, paraphernalia. And then she realized, she put her car in gear and she jumped out and she ran in my face. And put her finger and said, I know what it is. And I was standing there looking like, what? And that's when she said, Jonah. She said, God say, stop running, Jonah. And that was in 2010. And not long after. Still didn't want to, but God put an affliction upon my body to make me, cause I ain't want to let go of the income. So when I come on and I say what I say, it's not to hurt or harm. It's not to make a person feel sad or feel bad. But I don't want nobody blood on my hands either. So I have to be authentic. 
I have to be 1,000. And I have to say whatever the Holy Spirit, like it hit me in the back of my back up near my throat for what need to come out. I don't rehearse this stuff. I don't write nothing down unless I'm doing like the last two days, go back and read something that was written. And when it was written, it was still written under the authority of the Holy Spirit. I only write under that. That's why I don't have no editor. That's why I don't have no proofreader. Because they're not gonna, they're not gonna write from what the Holy Spirit lead me to say. They're gonna edit and modify stuff just like people done did all these Bibles to fit their own personal interpretation. And I want an editor and proofreader and could and, and, and the way some people done told me how you can get one so reasonable now I'm sure I'm sure I could have gotten one but then the spirit kept speaking to me and said it won't be my words because every word that you type and you write and you orchestrate is under my direct guidance and leadership and them people would do just like they gonna modify So listen to me, y'all. Whatever I say, trust me, it's not personal. It's because it's an assignment to keep the blood off of my hands. If I leave here today, I want to be received into the kingdom. And I don't want God to tell me, well, you brought up your tongue when I told you to tell that person. They could have got right, and they could have kept it right. That's what I think in my spirit I'm going to come back with probably later today. I'm getting ready to fix me some brunch. But um, the man that died, and I want to say it's in the book of Matthew. It might be in all four Gospels, but he died. And he went to hell. And he wanted so bad for somebody to go tell his family they don't want to come to hell. I'm saying for the people that don't read their Bible, listen, whatever I say is hopefully to keep you out of hell and encourage you to do what it takes to go to heaven. And on that note, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs. And even the things as you delight yourself in God that your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload. May this message resonate and download in your spirit and creating you a clean heart and that you be transformed by the renewing of your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. I love you and I sincerely mean that and I appreciate each and every person that's tuned in The numbers are steady growing and rising. 
And I'm humbly, I'm truly humbly grateful and thankful. And I pray that God's blessings do flow upon each and every one of you. Have a beautiful, blessed, thankful Thursday. Bye.